It's been so long. I don't even know if I know how to record anymore. Does my is my SoundCloud subscription even still live? I don't know. I guess I'll find out. But I'm going no no intro, no music, just me riffing. What's up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome into the Two Stripes Podcast. It's been a while, probably about eleven months since the last time I recorded an episode of this podcast. And by me, I mean Colton Denning. That's who I am. I'm I'm the host. If this is the, your first time listening, if this is not your first time listening and this popped up in your Spotify or Apple podcast. Like, thank you for not deleting me out of there. I really appreciate that. I, I'm sure I gave you every reason to, but uh, I do appreciate you listening and uh, welcome into the show. Since the last time I recorded, the world is gestures broadly been the world. I think the last time was in June and there was a lot going on. And there, there still is a lot going on, but I hope that you and your families have made it through safe and, you know, through this is hopefully we get to nearing the end of the light of the tunnel at whatever this is. But I just wanted to use this time to riff about college football. And as you can see in the title, it's about 2021 college football things that I'm excited for. So I'll talk a little bit about this or that in that in this episode and uh, just just some other stuff that I'm excited for as you know, we creep towards the 2021 season and, and hopefully back to as much normal as there can be. And before I do that, I just want to walk myself through this whole process of podcasting again and, and why I was off for a year. And not that many of you care about it. So you can just fast forward like four or five minutes if you want to hear me talk about college football. But I need to go through like self-therapy and walk myself through this. So like COVID has just dominated everything. And even in June of last year, I I was still super excited, even though college football was off, and then it was on again, and then it was off, and then it was on for some teams, and then it was on for some teams, but only during the spring. And it was just such a convoluted mess, and it, it just really dominated everything, and it really sapped my enjoyment out of talking about it and the feeling that college football gives me. And so I had initially set out to record every single week during the season and it, maybe at least do a weekly Ohio State recap show for, for the Ohio State fans out there since I had that connection and as a fan. And everything about the season just ended up tying back to COVID, whether it was how the playoff was going to work or opt-outs or fans in the stands, canceled games, just everything tied back into this deadly disease that's been dominating our lives for the last 14 months. And side note, if you haven't gotten vaxxed yet, I got my second shot uh, almost two weeks ago. Super easy, minimal side effects. So if you haven't gotten vaxxed yet, get your dirty ass an appointment and get vaxxed so we can get back to normal. Okay, the pall that COVID just cast over everything for me really dominated the season and, and took a lot of the enjoyment out of it. And f- for me... For me, for me, I want to stress that for me, the season was mostly forgettable. It really didn't feel like we had that many big matchups. The energy was lacking since there were places that had no fans in the stands. Um, And even as an Ohio State fan, I understand that I'm playing the, the smallest violin in the world here. It was just mostly forgettable. Um, You know, the, the Clemson win is a win that I will always cherish. That was super awesome. Uh, redeeming. It was great. I love that game. For me, that win is as good as a national championship in my book. That being said, I'll never watch a single play from 
any of the other games in that season if if I can because it was just forgettable. And even the loss to Alabama, out of any Ohio State loss I can remember, I care the least about that one. And it was a national championship game. And that's not to d- diminish Alabama and say that if they Ohio State had won, I wouldn't care about it. But it was just one of those things that like, meh, yeah, it, it was what it was. So for me, COVID just dominated everything. And I still watched it and I enjoyed a lot of the games and I enjoyed a lot of my Saturdays, but it just didn't have the same feeling that we're used to from a college football season. And when it comes to the podcast, I just didn't enjoy talking about it because everything came back to COVID. So I decided not to do one. I I didn't want to do that. I still cut videos, did all that stuff, but I just did not want to come in here and, you know, talk about how teams can't play this week or who should go to the playoff because some teams have played six games, some teams have played 10. It just sucked. I'm sure like all of you, personal stuff is is happening as all of this shit is going on in the world. And not like I have a listener base who really knows me that well, but in early January, me and my girlfriend are, are moving in together. We're both moving from separate places into one place. So we got to get everything ready. And then we move in. And then like two days later, I get laid off. And so I'm unemployed and we got to figure that out as we're moving in and we're starting our lives together and I haven't seen my family in 14 months. So all of this is happening at once and I'm sure a lot of you can relate with your personal stories of what's going on in your life right now, but I'm good. You know, we're moved in, we're happy here and I'm going home to see my, my parents for the first time since late 2019 here in a couple of weeks. So I'm super excited about that and it feels like we're, we're going upward, so I hope you are as well. And it's not like I have a listener base who really knows me at all. Like, if you're listening to this, you may not know anything about me. But I'm back. I'm ready to record. I'm excited about college football. And that's what this episode is about. The things I'm excited for this season. I want to make this a two-parter so this isn't just me riffing for 40 minutes out of the blue after a year gone out of nowhere. But uh, yeah, this is this is what I'm excited for. I hope you're excited as well, because I'm really feeling it. I'm getting the itch. We're a little more than 100 days away. And uh, here's some things that I'm excited for in college football this season. First and foremost, I am excited for an actual Rose Bowl at the Rose Bowl. And I say that as somebody who has been to AT&T Stadium multiple times. I love that stadium. I think it's awesome. But holy shit, let's never do that again. So... I am so thankful that the Rose Bowl will be back this year. The second thing I brought up pretty extensively in the intro, so I'll keep it short here, but I am really looking forward to just not looking at things from the lens of COVID through everything, whether it's the playoffs, uh, who's going to play who, who's sitting out this week, Ohio State only being able to practice one time before the national championship against Alabama because of COVID issues, It's still going to be a thing, but hopefully we make more progress as the summer goes on and we get back to somewhat of a a normal state. And with that return to a somewhat normal state, one of the things we're getting back are non-conference games. And I know that some teams played teams outside of their conference last year, but for the most part, we didn't really get any, we certainly didn't get any big time non-conference games. And that's back in a big way this year. Because looking at the slate yesterday in preparation for this, my God, do we have some great non-conference games this year. And, and I stacked them into four tiers. 
starting with the big boys. These are the big games that have that playoff type of feel. They're, they're going to be on in prime time for the most part. And they just they are going to impact the national discussion and how we view this college football season. And there is a slate of like five or six that are really big. And here they are. You got the opening games on September 4th, that first weekend. And they actually just announced the times for these today as I'm recording this so I can read actual times for you. But you got two neutral site games, Miami and Alabama at 3.30 Eastern. That one's in Atlanta. A lot of new players for Alabama and a Miami squad who, like, is, is this the year for the sixth straight year? Is, is Miami actually back? Who knows? But that's the first big one. And then after that, Georgia Clemson in Charlotte. Night game. That's at 7.30 Eastern time. I am so excited for that game. And then a day later, you have Notre Dame, Florida State, which I, I don't know if I'm going to say is a big one. But like that's that's just the next day. That's the opening weekend. So that'll be really cool. And honestly, uh, whoever loses that game, the rest of us will have a field day with it. So it's a win win for for all of us. And then after that, you got Ohio State and Oregon the next week in Columbus. It's a shame that they couldn't play that game last year because it was supposed to be in Eugene. But this year going to be in Columbus. That is a noon Eastern kick should be in prime time. But, you know, contracts, TV deals. It is what it is. But it should be a really fun game. New quarterback for Ohio State. A lot of weapons. Can they revamp their defense? We'll see. And then Oregon. You have maybe the number one pick in the draft next year in Kayvon Thibodeau. And then you have them working through a quarterback situation as well. Their recruiting's been on the uptick. Are are they the best team in the Pac-12? How do they match up against a team like Ohio State? That should be a lot of fun. And then these next three ones, I don't know if you would... Every year put this in the big category, but this year it it definitely, or they definitely are, and that's Cincinnati at Indiana. Both of these teams are going to get a ton of dark horse playoff love after what we saw them do last year. Indiana's been building up for the last few years. Cincinnati was spectacular last season, so that, that should be a lot of fun. That is definitely a playoff type of game that you need to watch. And then Cincinnati is really going for it because a couple weeks later, they're playing Notre Dame on the road. Uh, so Cincinnati, the committee isn't going to have a lot of room to talk themselves out of Cincinnati if they go undefeated in the regular season again this year, nor, nor should they because they're a really, really good team. They bring back a lot of pieces from last year's group. So if there were a year for a G5 team to make a statement, uh, it's this year with Cincinnati because the strength is there and the schedule is lining up with it as well because those are two very marquee opponents. So that should be a lot of fun. And then the last one in the big ones category is also Notre Dame because Notre Dame plays Wisconsin in Chicago on September 25th. Don't know what to make about Wisconsin because they were just kind of off last year, but I'm a big believer in that program. They're so rock steady. They're so solid that I think that they're going to kind of reassert themselves as the king of that Big Ten West division this year. And who knows what we're going to get from Notre Dame with a new quarterback situation. They got to break in some new dudes as well. But we've seen their talent, if not stay steady, it's improved over the last few seasons. So Notre Dame, Wisconsin in Chicago on September 25th. That'll be a damn good time. So those are the big boys. That's the first tier of non-conference games this year. The second is what I like to call the upper mid-card plus attraction games. And this is where like the, the big games, like I just talked about, 
that those are the flashy ones. That's where you know the, your NFL draft scout dudes and you know the just regular people who like football they'll watch all those games because those are marquee teams. Those are guys that they'll hear in the NFL draft next year. Whatever. These are the games that I think really kind of give some beef to the season, and that's starting with Penn State hosting Auburn in Happy Valley September eighteenth. I don't know if this is a night game. I don't know if times have been announced, but. It should be. I don't care how good Auburn is or how good Penn State is. The atmosphere for this game is going to be so electric. And I know Penn State did a home and home against Alabama. I think it was in the early 2010s. Maybe it was like 2010 or 2011. I remember those games being played. I don't know the last time Auburn has gone that far up north. But you got a new coach in Brian Harson, A lot of new pieces for, for Auburn. And then Penn State looking to rebound from... That 0-5 start, you know, they won a couple games at the end of the season, but that should be so much fun, man. I'm really, really excited for this game, as much as I am for the ones that I talked about in that that first tier of games. Uh, Appalachian State Miami makes the cut for this. We know about Appalachian State's history with upsets and whatnot, but this is a very good team. They've been rock steady in Miami that second week after they play Alabama. They're going to be super beat up. You never know what you're going to get from Miami, so that's one to watch out for. And on the same day, on September 11th, you have Michigan hosting Washington. This might be the biggest like wild card non-conference matchup of the season because I can't front. I know nothing about Washington right now. I'm going to have to read up on them. I know that Jimmy Lake is trying to rework that program and kind of his image after Chris Peterson left. And you have Michigan, who, who knows? They have a totally new coaching staff. They've lost some dudes. Harbaugh has fired some guys, or maybe not officially fired, but asked to leave and and brought in some new guys. They have a quarterback competition. I, I keep bringing that up about everybody has a quarterback competition this year. But for Michigan, they really need to knock it out of the park this season or else Jim Harbaugh is going to be gone. And this is the type of game that, can be a real tone setter for them because if they lose to Washington at home, eesh, hard to see it not being a, a really tough season for them if that happens. But if they do, they have a chance to kind of change their story. So that's the upper mid card. But in the same tier, there's the attraction games. And these are ones that have uh, either rivalry value or sentimental value for rivalry purposes. And there are four of them that I'm really excited for, starting with Colorado versus Texas A&M in Denver. This was supposed to be in Boulder because they were supposed to play last year in College Station, but thankfully they kept the matchup alive. They just decided to move it to Denver. You know there's going to be a ton of Texas A&M fans that make the trip down to that stadium. I'm trying to go back home to Colorado to, to go to that game with my buddies and all of my CU friends. I'm really excited for that game. I think CU's probably going to get destroyed, but that's not going to make it any less cool. I'm really excited for that one. I usually hate the NFL stadium non-conference matchups, but for them to uh, compromise and move it there should be really cool. And, you know, you always have the hope of an upset. So CU A&M in Denver, that should be a lot of fun. I think that's on September 11th as well. Another game that I'm going to try to go down to is LSU-UCLA at the Rose Bowl on September 4th. Just saying that. I don't care if both of these teams are 3-9 and nine next season. The spectacle of LSU traveling west. These teams have never played each other. 
LSU going west in prime time. They announced that the other night against UCLA in that stadium. Uh, you have the side story of Ed Orgeron being the interim USC coach a few years back and going up against UCLA again. But just the the atmosphere of that game, I am absolutely driving down to LA that weekend to go see that game. Holy hell, that's going to be just awesome. I don't like I said, I don't care what the score is, how good those teams are, just how beautiful those two teams' uniforms are going to look in that stadium at night. That, that's worth the price of admission alone. I'm really excited for that game. And then you got some old school rivalry, Big Eight Southwest Conference action to round that out with Oklahoma hosting Nebraska on September 18th. If if you're not old enough to remember what Oklahoma Nebraska was, just go on YouTube, search those games. Such an underrated rivalry. I hate both of those teams, but man, I'm I'm jazzed for that game. Just talking about it, and then Texas at Arkansas. Like from a football standpoint, I I don't know how much you really care about this one, but again, if you're a little bit older, and that's even like predating me, I'm not old enough to remember Texas Arkansas from the Southwest Conference days. But just hearing my dad talk about uh, that that era will be so cool to see Texas go on the road and play Arkansas. That's the second tier of non-conference games. The third is just the the lower tier of games where you really just kind of got to be a college football nut, but these would be games that would be mid-tier in any other year, and that's Cal going on the road playing TCU, Stanford at Kansas State, which somehow ended up at AT AT&T Stadium in Texas, Uh, Louisville, Ole Miss in Atlanta. That's one of those opening games along with Bama, Miami, and Clemson, Georgia that night. Colorado playing at Minnesota, I think in the second week of the season should be a lot of fun. Boston College, Missouri, if you know anything about those two teams, that should be a statement game for one of them, whoever wins that one. And then a game that like as a as a college football fan, I might be more excited than any other game this season about. And that's West Virginia versus Virginia Tech. And that may sound crazy, but from the little I know about that rivalry, those two fan bases cannot stand each other. And those are two very passionate fan bases. They haven't played since 2017, so it's not like there's any on-field stuff to to go back to with this current group of players. But a lot of these guys come from the same areas. They're probably recruited by both teams. Uh, They know each other well. And I talked about things getting back to normal. This is the type of game where there needs to be a lot of fans in the stands because the energy is going to just be off of the charts. I can't wait for that one. It's going to be nasty. That's the only way to describe it. It's going to be super, super nasty. And speaking of nasty and rivalries, that brings us to the last tier of non-conference games that we missed out on last year that are back. And I'm so thankful for it because we get the return of El Asico, Iowa, Iowa State that we missed last year, Florida State, Florida, which again is like the Notre Dame, Florida State thing where one of the teams loses, we all win. Uh, Kentucky, Louisville, which has been pretty back and forth snipey in the last few years. I mean, it always is, but a little more now that Kentucky has established themselves as a pretty solid program in the SEC, given their history. They're on really good footing right now, and Louisville's still kind of trying to find that under Scott Satterfield, so that'll be fun. Georgia Tech, Georgia, 
Jeff Collins has made such a concerted effort since he's taken over that Georgia Tech job of promoting their connection to the city of Atlanta and being so grounded and rooted in Atlanta and in Georgia that, you know, the the ideal thing for the program would be pulling off an upset against Georgia, who's the big boy on the block. Who knows if they can do it, but in the ideal world for Georgia Tech, that's where you take the next step. And lastly, the return of USC Notre Dame, which again, a game involving Notre Dame. One of those teams loses, we all win. And I'm I'm so thankful. I've missed college football so much that I will willingly sit down for four quarters and three and a half hours of USC Notre Dame and just just bask in it because it will finally mean that college football has some sort of normalcy back to it. So those are my four tiers of non-conference games that I'm excited for this season. I'm sure I missed a few. I mostly focused on Power 5 teams. There's a lot of great group of five matchups this season as well, and there's a strong group of five field. And if you want to know more about G5 teams, please do yourself a favor. Go listen to my friends Patrick and Ryan and their Flipping the Field podcast that focuses a lot on G5 teams and teams that you won't hear a ton about if you turn on ESPN or just flip through Twitter uh, when it comes to college football. So check them out. Those are my guys. I'm kind of on a tangent here, and I said I wanted to keep this a little bit shorter than a usual episode because I want to make it two parts and want this to be digestible. But before I get out of here, one other thing that I am excited for, and in the next couple of weeks it should be happening, is uh, his college football magazines. I don't know how much you guys still read CFB magazines, or if you just read previews online, of course, there's Bill C and so many other great avenues to look online for college football previews nowadays. The Athletic has a great series going on with state of the program stuff and all of their individual team writers. And those are my favorite things to read. But at heart, I'm still a college football magazine guy. And I got uh, the Athlon Sports coming in in a couple of weeks. I think it goes on newsstands on the 25th. So if you're at your local grocery store, you should be able to find a copy of Athlon Sports Preview. And then even I'll even read a Phil Steele this year. I protested last year and I think the year before because there's too much irrelevant information in Phil Steele's bloated-ass magazine that's 370 pages, but you know what? God damn it. I am going to hate read the hell out of it this year, and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. I think the Phil Steele usually comes out mid-July, and you know what? You're going to get my $25 or however much he's charging for the magazine these days. So Phil Steele, take my money. I am even excited to read your previews. Also, if there's any suggestions you guys have of good college football magazines, maybe I'm, I'm missing out. Maybe you're you're a big Lindy Sports fan. Uh, let me know. Send me a tweet at Dubs Co. And let me know what you're looking forward to reading this year. But I'm a big CFB magazine guy, and, and I can't wait. This is the season that, that I thrive. And now I got a patio at my apartment. Uh, Going to get some chairs and spend my mornings eating oatmeal, and reading college football magazines. This is the life I've always dreamed of, baby. On that note, this is probably a good place to get out. If you made it to the end here, thank you so much for listening to me just ramble about the first part of stuff that I'm excited for in college football this season. There'll be a part two that I will drop next week. If you want to keep up with any of my other work, I got a ton of stuff on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Colton Denning. I started a new video series called Worst Game Ever, where I go back and watch 
the worst games in college football history and just go through those games. It's 12 to 14 minutes for each episode. I have a lot of fun putting together. I think you'll enjoy it. And then, of course, there's all the highlight stuff on the YouTube channel. Again, youtube.com slash Colton Denning. You can follow me on Twitter at Dubsco. All that good stuff. And uh, I'm not adding any music, intro, outro to this thing. We're keeping it super bare minimum here since I'm back and I just need to put this podcast out. So once again, thank you for listening. I hope that you and your families are safe and healthy and that you're enjoying uh, coming up on this summer as we hopefully get to a point where we can all start seeing each other in person again. Um, So thank you for listening. I'll catch you next time for part two on college football things I'm excited for in 2021. This is the Two Straps Podcast. I'm Colton Denning. I'll catch you next time.